0: Learn how safe pain management can improve overall patient care. Clinicians can earn CEs through free self-paced trainings from CDC to help implement the 2022 Clinical Practice Guideline for Prescribing Opioids for Pain. Get started today at cdc.gov opioidtraining opioid training. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. The team, once, once the team goes bad, and we'll like talk about what's going on with the caps, but it gets real, real tedious to watch the games. Yeah, it feels like an be obligation, doing so much- you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> Welcome to checking out the competition, Washington Capitals. We are joined by, um, let's say, international correspondent for Japer's rank, Greg. <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
0: It's a fan- Wow, it's a international correspondent. Wow, it yeah, feels so I, fancy.
1: Do I, I get f- like one
0: of those like fancy reporter jackets and I'll like, you know, get a little camera crew out here and you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll pretend that the Netherlands is like a war zone or something, you know, it'll be great.
1: I would love that you have to like touch, touch the earpiece a few times to like, you know, make sure you can hear your producer. We're gonna do a whole thing but I've decided you're an international, international <laughs> correspondent. I feel that you're worthy of the title. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: Uh, I I feel like I should apologize to your guests real quick uh, because I have a little bit of a cold that is not COVID, but I might cough occasionally. And I know sometimes that throws people off. So I will try to not cough. Uh, and uh, yeah, but I'm, aside from that, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I, we were talking off mic that uh, you know I've had a eventful uh safe to say last six months you know moving countries and getting a job and getting married and everything but uh I think things have finally started to settle down a little bit so I'm I'm, I'm doing well how
1: are you doing Kelly? I'm pretty good gonna ignore your little humble brag about having a wife my wife
0: left ah. me snuck that in there didn't I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good um but yeah, let's talk about uh, the stupid hockey teams. Somehow this yeah. is the first game that we are playing against the Washington Capitals. So yeah, it's late, season. right? I don't it know why, seem. but it does. Um, and since we haven't seen them yet this season, if you could maybe run through any changes, additions, subtractions that happened over the offseason that might be worth noting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they made a lot of them, uh, and uh, we'll start. We'll start. How about we we work the way back and then go up. So okay. uh, they basically completely replaced their goaltending. Uh, they replaced Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Manichek, uh, both of whom have had, I think it's safe to say, interesting tenures at their respective other clubs, uh, with uh, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. Uh, and their goaltending has been, I think, okay. Um, they The Caps really need them to steal games, and they haven't really done that, but they've definitely been, I think, average to above average. So that's so that's thing number one. Um, uh, defensively, pretty much status quo. The only thing that they did was they swapped their 6D. They are now Justin Schultz free and uh, instead have replaced him with Eric Gustafson, who has been eventful and maybe okay, maybe not. That, uh, so that's is that kind our, of question.
1: Is that our Eric Gustafson or is that the other one? I believe is it West? is, but I'm actually not sure.
0: Uh I'll have to I'll have to investigate. Uh and then up front they did a lot of things. Um uh, so the big ones are that they acquired Dylan Strome, uh, from the Blackhawks, and he has actually fit in very nicely. He's uh pretty much the two C behind of getting Kuznetsov. Uh he won that job out of camp. And then they uh also acquired Connor Brown, who uh was okay for five games, and then probably tore his ACL and is out for the rest of the year. So uh those are kind of the big moves uh you know, rookie wise, they've uh Alex, a guy, a big, tall, uh, Belarusian named Alexi Protus made the team, and uh, he has actually been very good. Um, and uh, Connor McMichael, which is kind of a drama we can get into if people want. We we don't have to get into we, if we don't want to. He's like kind of their top prospect, and uh, he made the team. Didn't play very much, and when he did play, was really bad, and just got sent down to Hershey uh, a couple of days ago. So there you go. So that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the overview.
1: Okay, How so that is, in fact, very well, I would say. i would take, um, take that. It is, in fact, former Flyers great Eric Gustafson, so I'm sure people are thrilled about that.
0: We yeah, he's guys he's guys. an eventful player. I will say he's very oh. offensively minded. Uh, and <laughs> for a while, they had him paired with TVR or Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who is kind of the cat's defensive specialist. And uh, they they were okay, but then kind of injuries throughout the lineup have forced them apart at various moments. So uh, it's hard to hard to kind of see you know Gustafson when he's not playing with someone who's defensive. I think it's a bit of liability.
1: Yeah, there, you definitely get some events on the ice when Gus is. You do. <laughs> um so the the caps right now are seven, ten, and three um yeah. good for seventh in the Metro, right behind your illustrious Philadelphia flyers um which you know is surprising but not that surprising when you take a look at the injury list, which is like almost as bad as the flyers, so they are without Dmitri Orlov. TJ yep. Oshie, Connor Brown, Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin, someone called Cody Clark, someone called Beck Malenstein. Oh, Beck
0: Malenstein, to- which <laughs> is Ballen- a great name, by the way. Just objectively, it's it's better when you say it than when I yeah. said it. But, um, <laughs> it sounds like yeah. a sounds like a Swedish death metal name, which I really enjoy. I mean, so,
1: but yeah, I mean, like looking at that list, it's it becomes a bit clearer why Washington is 7, 10, and three so far. Um, I guess, like, do you want to talk about the injuries? Like, did they happen all at once? Have they been staggered? Like, is everyone out for a long time? Like, does it look like it's going to get better anytime soon? Um, so, okay,
0: this is a, I have a lot of kind of varying thoughts. So let's, let's do the rundown, I think. And then I'll kind of, I think it'll kind of, it'll fit itself in as I, as I kind of go. So Going into the year, they were going to always be without Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson. Those were like, Wilson had an ACL tear, and there's just like a recovery process to that, right? And they've said he's ahead of schedule. I read recently that uh, apparently we're looking at like early January, which is probably about what seemed right. Like in an off-season preview podcast, that was about where I had him pegged. So there you go. Um, Nicholas Backstrom had hip resurfacing surgery. Uh, which sounds bad, and would, I would not suggest reading about it because it is actually more gruesome than you would think. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be out for a while, but apparently he was skating recently. So I, I think there's kind of an unknown with Nicholas Backstrom. I've read anywhere that he might be back at the start of at the, uh, you know, if the captain were to be a playoff team, maybe the start of then, or he might never play again. That is like the variation of Nicholas Backstrom because you look at people that have had this hip resurfacing, resurfacing surgery, and it just, the recovery time is, people just don't come back from it very much. You know, I think it's like, there's been like three or four players that have tried to come back. And I think all of them, like the top one played, I think it's like 30 games. So Nicholas Backstrom says he feels well, but who really knows? So that's problem number one. And- I guess even before kind of going down, I should also say, again, the Capitals are the oldest roster in hockey, or in in one of the oldest rosters in the NHL, right? So you would expect an older team to have a lot of injuries, right? So that's kind of the other thing that I think is hanging over all of this, right? So then then you go into the year, and uh, TJ Oshie, who has been good when he's been healthy, uh, wasn't really good this year, and... What has been out with a variety of injuries, I've read anything from the shoulder to, you know, some other parts of the other extremities, uh, finding finding exactly who has uh, where exactly someone is hurt can be a little tricky. But Oshi has been out. He was practicing today. um, And so the thought is he might be back soon. That said, I mean, he has been in and out of the lineup now for I think basically the better part of two years. So who really knows? right with TJ Oshie I don't think he's a a, unfortunately and this pains me to say I just don't think he's someone that they can count on reliably to be healthy at this point like he is you know in his in mid in his mid-30s now you know the type of style he plays is not it's not glamorous necessarily he's actually a very tough rugged player and man that's just like He's not big, really, and that would be one that, like, you wonder if the miles are starting to catch up to T.J. Oshie a little bit there. Um, So then they've also had injuries on the um, blue line. Uh, So Dmitry Orlov has been out. He was practicing, and I think he actually might play against the Flyers on Thursday. So uh, we'll see. Um, Orlov is obviously a linchpin defender for the Washington Capitals. He's someone they need to eat really big minutes, and losing him has really hurt. So, also, John Carlson has been out too. Uh, even when he's been in the lineup, you wouldn't exactly say he's looked super healthy. Uh, defensively, he's he'd always been pegged as a liability, sometimes fairly, sometimes unfairly. But this year, he really was defensive liability, and uh, you know a. Again, you think you wonder maybe if the miles are starting to catch up to Carlson, who's played a lot of hockey over the last like 10 to 12 years. So Carlson has been out and then um, he although he will be in the lineup against Philadelphia. So in all likelihood, they will have Dimitri Orlov and John Carlson as part of the opening night lineup or uh, the the Flyers night lineup. Um, So and then the other big injury has been Connor Brown, who uh, tore his ACL. And he is out for the year. And so that was a huge loss because they really needed him to be a kind of second line, like, you know, wing. And he just hasn't been able to do that because he's been helped because he's has no ACL right now. Well, a torn ACL. So, you know, I think it's one of those where you look at the injuries. And I think the, the story about it is, is as follows. The Capitals are... As I said earlier, one of the oldest rosters in the NHL. And you would naturally expect an older roster to just break down, right? You know, that is something that it might be that, you know, okay, it doesn't happen maybe one year or maybe another year, but it's always more likely. And it gets more and more likely the older the roster gets, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe you want to say maybe TJ Oshie has had bad luck and maybe John Carlson has had bad luck and maybe Dimitri Orlov has had bad luck, you know, but all of these compounded on each other just is the result of a team that is getting older, right? And is one of the oldest in hockey. And so I think that's the kind of meta message. And if you want to say the Caps have had bad injury luck, I would agree with you. They've had really bad injury luck. But this is also a roster that is uniquely susceptible to that kind of bad injury luck, And I think, you know, it's hard to kind of with, you know, separate the two out when they're kind of inextricably linked.
1: So I've been told Russian machine never breaks. Yeah, um, he's, been hell, he's been fine. <laughs> I was going to say, pop up, uh, pop up Ovi, old as hell. He's yeah. still out there doing his thing. Looking good.
0: Yeah, that's one. I mean, you know, like, what are you gonna say? Right? Like, I mean, right. it's been, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> o- Ovi is one of those guys that just, you know, doesn't seem to age, really, in like a mm-hmm. normal way. I like, obviously, he plays very differently. And the goals have been a little slower this year, although offensive generation wise, he's actually been doing okay. But you know the, uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, uh, I Kelly, if I had an answer, uh, I would be an Iron Man too, but I'm not, and I I don't know. Like I, yeah, just, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say because I I talk about T.J. Oshie and the play style affecting his body. I mean, like Alex Ovechkin does that too, right? Uh, he's done it less in recent years, but I mean, when he started his career, he was flying around everywhere. But right, I mean, he just. I I don't know. Like, it's it's really incredible. And, you know, I think it's one of those where, yeah, if and when he catches the Gretzky record, that's a huge part of that story, right? You know, that he just was able to only miss like three or four games a year. And frankly, half of them usually were suspensions, right? So, you know, and that's not to say he has never gotten hurt, because I think it is worth saying that is a different thing, because Alex Ovechkin has absolutely played through injuries like a lot it it does affect his play clearly but at the same time he just has the ability it seems like to you know and i don't know if it's what he does in the off season i don't know if it's just luck i don't know if he just has a body that for whatever reason doesn't feel like breaking down i have no idea but i i mean i you know it happens and i never fail to be marveled by it
1: all right i'm knocking on wood because i would really like to see him beat that record i think it's right
0: we all do right i mean i think like we can now just appreciate alex ovechkin like i I, even like i mean this is coming from a flyer saying right and even you're saying like yeah "Yeah, i hope he breaks it you know
1: i I mean it's just like at at some point you have to appreciate the greatness even even like crosby it got to a point where i was like you know what i just have to he's just real real good and ov is just like it, his shot is just insane and i think he's just like a yaromir Yakar, just like genetic freak like he'll probably yeah. play until he's 50 because he can um yeah
0: yeah Well, i was thinking about this the other day too of like I mean, how good and how long Ovechkin has been? Because, I, like, I compare this to, like, the Flyers, right? And you guys have, since Alex Ovechkin has came into the league and the Capitals have been reliably gr- good to great for the better part of 15 years, I mean, like, how many iterations of the Flyers have we had, right? Hey, Fred, like, three or to... four, right? So it's like, I mean, the consistency that the Capitals have been good to great has just been remarkable. And, obviously, Alex Ovechkin is the biggest piece of it. Not the only one, but the biggest one for sure.
1: So uh, obviously the season has not started. I'm guessing the way Capitals fans thought or hoped that it would. Um, yeah. Although maybe with feared, those... it,
0: it, it is I, going the yeah. way they
1: feared. Maybe, yeah, I, I, that's probably a good word. Because I guess with those two, those two big injuries, you probably had a little bit of like, eh, what's gonna, it's yeah. gonna happen. Um, but I certainly would not have guessed that they were nearing the bottom of the Metro. But. Um, Despite all that, there has to be something that's going well for the Capitals. What are they doing well in their games so far this season?
0: Well, I mean, I think that the goaltending is better this year, I think. It's more stable, so that would be one. I mean, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren are just better goalies than uh, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, right? Mm-hmm. They just are. So that, so that's one thing I think that's gone pretty well. Um, I mean, I think rookie-wise... You know, obviously, Connor McMichael has been a disappointment. I don't think they've handled him well. So I think that disappointment also rides on the Capitals' management of him. But Alexi Protus has been very good, I think. And he's the guy that's kind of fit in really nicely. And uh, I mean, obviously, also, as we talked about, Alex Ovechkin, you know, he has nine goals, which is not going to lead the league, which probably isn't going to happen this year. But, you know, he's still been. I think, in in the offense more often than not, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I think those are like, you know, I don't think the, the the Caps have had individual players that have played well, right? Because, you know, there's 23 of the roster, right? right, right. So some of them are going to play well. I I think it's been more of a kind of systemic slow fade, you know, kind of thing versus like, you know, any one specific thing, although I could identify a few.
1: Well, I was just going to ask um, if... You know, because, for example, like not to deviate, but the Flyers are bad. The Flyers aren't necessarily bad because everyone is injured, because even fully healthy, I don't think the roster is very good. Um, but obviously injuries play a part in them being a, a very shitty hockey team. Um, sure. Would you say that that the the injuries are the reason why the Caps are where they are, or has there been some bad play as well?
0: I mean, it's tough, right, because... At the same time, the Caps had a lot of roster, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of tumultuousness last year, and that was actually one of their better stretches. So it's tough to really say, right? Because I think that La Violette, as you know, right, has a shelf life, right? Every NHL coach does, but La Violette does too. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would say, I think systemically, there's been some pretty serious fall off and stuff that the Caps have done. I look at, for instance, offensive shot generation is one that, I mean, the Caps never generate a ton of shots and they kind of rely on their unique skill to, you know, be able to score well well above average in terms of goals per game. But you always said that when the finishing talent started to dwindle, they were going to struggle. And this year, both have kind of happened. Their shooting percentage is now league average, which, okay, fine, right? That would be normally what you would expect. And also the offensive generation has gone down too. So offensively, they're really struggling. And I think it's a combination of, you know, they before had actually generated a lot of their sh- sh- uh, surplus shots from their lower lines that have actually not mm. played very well this year. So I think that's been a bigger problem. And I also think that, you know, frankly, the lack of stability on the defense has been has really hurt the Caps, too. You look at the Caps last year and basically they had the same six defensemen in the same place all the year. And that's a huge deal right that's really rare and so i you know i think that that not having that has really hurt them um and i mean we'll see their start i think their their blue line is now fully healthy i guess in the sense of they're all going to be in the lineup whether they're 100 percent or not is a very different question but you know i i think that that's we'll see what kind of impact that has because i think any kind of defense that LaViolette has relies on, you know, the defenders playing an active role in both the defense and offense. And so when they've been so inconsistent and not in the lineup consistently, I think that has some downstream effects on the Capitals, too.
1: This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
0: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! Cut! just go to Frito-Lay no purchase necessary sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023 void there here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons each good for one bag of chips see official rules at Frito-Lay so you've mentioned this Connor
1: Mc- is that right am I getting that right Connor? Connor McMichael yep so that oh. so first of all that sounds like a character from Letterkenny um that oh, yeah, aside I don't know anything about this kid what what is the drama surrounding him?
0: Yeah, okay. So there's been a lot. Um and basically so what happened is he is the Cap's like top prospect and he had a really good year last year in Hershey. He's 21. Okay. And so you're you figure, all right, like the you know, okay. So I'm actually going to take a step back. The key okay. to understand the Connor McMichael drama is how old the Capitals roster is and how few prospects they have coming up the pipeline, right? Connor McMichael is a pretty good prospect but he is not the prospect he's not Connor medard right he is someone who is pretty good and you know i think is like probably you would put in like you know maybe like the top 50 of nhl prospects but he's not like an elite elite okay. prospect anymore i don't think but the thing is he's is the cap's main big prospect and so you look at the capitals with an old roster and a coach that you know, frankly, has not always gotten along super well with young players, right? Mm -hmm. And they were figuring, all right, like, this is Connor McMichael's time. This is an old roster, and they need him to be good this year. And he, frankly, wasn't. He didn't get in the lineup. He didn't make the team out of—he didn't win a starting spot out of camp, only got it through injuries. And when he was in the lineup, he was bad. And so I think there's kind of a question here about is the— inconsistent treatment that he's received because he has not gotten consistent ice time. He has not gotten consistent teammates. He's been everywhere from the first to the fourth line. Did that contribute to him not, you know performing the way they wanted or was it his, his inconsistent performance that led to him coming up and down the lineup and I mean it's yeah, a chicken and egg no. thing right you could kind yes, of debate yeah. it but I think the bigger question here is less about Connor McMichael himself and more that this is an old roster and that they needed him to be good and he just wasn't and so I think that's also really hurt the Caps this year too. Okay, interesting. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, but I think that's the bigger thing, right? I don't think it's Connor McMichael himself. I think it's that you have a roster that's the oldest in the NHL, and, you know, you have, like, it's just not, you need someone as a fan, right, to say, all right, that's the future of the team. Oh, of and, yeah. you know, I think that's Connor McMichael. But, you know, when. I think there's also misaligned incentives because Laviolette is coaching for his job right now. And Mm. you don't want to just give a rookie a bunch of ice time to figure it out. I get that. But at the same time, there are questions about, does that make a ton of sense to the future of the Capitals? So, you know, it's kind of an open question.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's That's a big thing. The Flyers have been through that several times. Um, yeah and I mean, the thing. other
0: thing is that it just went up and down so much in terms of mm. drama like you know it was and the, and the funny thing is he never really said anything you know it was really I, he never really quoted anything you know I mean maybe he showed a little frustration here or there but I, I, I think he's actually been pretty responsible media wise it's just been like you know I think it's the bigger meta story around Connor McMichael that really has yeah. Caps fans animated versus anything he's actually done on the ice at the NHL level at this point.
1: I mean, nothing, nothing gets hockey fans going like a please play the kid debate. Yeah. Only want is to see the kids. <laughs>
0: well, and I mean, the thing is, like, it, the other thing that I think is kind of a question is, I mean, look, we know that a- NHL playoff situation stabilized by Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. in two days, right? Three yeah. days at this point. So, you know, like... I mean, if the Caps are going to be bad and not make the playoffs this year, which, hey, that might happen. Like, it probably will at this point. I think their, their odds are well below 50% in terms of making the playoffs. Then maybe they do just want to play the kid. But yeah. then at that point, is LaViolette really the coach that you want in that role? And I just, yeah. you know, it's kind of, <laughs> again, there's just some big questions looming around the Capitals this year that, you know, were always foreseeable, but it seems like the Caps might be able to stave it off for another year or two. But maybe they won't.
1: All right, so give me somebody who is uh, not Alex Ovechkin, who's been playing well that we should keep an eye on in this game.
0: Well, let's see. I mean, so I've mentioned Alexei Protus, So let's talk about mm-hmm. him because he's interesting because he is, I think, like 6'6 or something. He is enormous. Oh, he is maybe a little more skilled than you would think. Um, and he, he really improved his skating over the offseason. That was the big thing because— at, when he first came to the NHL last year, he looked like a guy that was six six in terms of his skating stride, right? You know, it was like a little clumsy, a little awkward. You know, it. I'm not going to draw any Zdeno Chara comparisons, but I think the one thing you would say about someone who is that big is that sometimes they have to learn their body a little bit, particularly someone that young, right? Yes. I mean, like. I'm 32 drag. and I'm only 5'9 and I'm still learning my body and I'm still falling over. I couldn't imagine being like <laughs> 21 and like a, almost a foot taller, right? Like, I mean, How does that yeah. work, you know? So I think that there's always some of that, right? And then, I mean, when you're performing at an NHL level, you don't really have the kind of time to fix those kind of things, but he's been a lot better. They have him in the second line role right now. And uh, yeah, he's someone that is usually pretty fun to watch, I would say. Like he's, always kind of in the thick of things he's a better passer than he has any right being and uh he skates a little bit better now so he's someone definitely to watch
1: okay and last thing as always final score of the game
0: final score all right well uh the caps are playing badly is this game in i I feel bad because i never we've done this how many times have we done this kelly like four or five times and i never know whether the game is in dc or in philly so uh, i don't know is it in philly i forget
1: It's in Philly. I mean, one of us should probably know, but, you know. Right? We've said a thousand times, they don't really pay us a lot, so. Oh, no, it's in Washington.
0: It's in Washington. Washington. Okay, all right. Mm So, all right. Well, so this is the Caps haven't played in a while. Uh, I actually, they're going to get some guys back. I actually, I don't know. I'll be optimistic here. I think that these next, like, four or five games are really the Caps playing for their season. And uh, no offense to the Flyers, but they're not very good, right? So the Caps should win this game. Uh, So... I think they get it done, and they win by, like, four to two. One of these years I'll be right, because I'm always wrong. So maybe I should pick them to lose, but I, I guess I'm not. So here we are. No,
1: no, you have to go homer in these kind of things every time. Right,
0: right. Okay, well, so then what's your prediction then, Kelly? The
1: players are definitely losing. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing the Flames tonight. We're recording this on Monday. They're playing the Flames tonight at home. Oof. Um... <laughs> going for 7 as far as the losing streak goes. So,
0: yeah, have fun I, with that one.
1: <laughs> I I I feel like that they're they're just they're going to do it. They're going to get to 10 again. So, I'm going to say that they're going to lose this game. Let's let's say it's a competitive since the caps are hurt. A competitive Three to two loss for the Flyers. I'm going to go with
0: competitive that. three to two loss for the Flyers. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think your prediction seems a little more ac- likely to be accurate than mine, but Ooh, well, I
1: guess literally no one knows hockey is the most random sport in the entire world so who
0: the heck well yeah and i mean man particularly predicting one playoff or one game like in a regular season like god who knows but but i always enjoy this question because i i feel like i spend way too much time thinking about it and then just produce something that is nowhere near (laughs) anywhere like what the final score is going to be so i think let's all expect a like
1: 10-8
0: kind of game so let's let's do that
1: it's a very silly question and i have fun with it so no I'm i like it. it i like
0: it i always like coming on here i mean like there's a reason why like i still do it you know and really? so yeah it's, it's it's always fun
1: i love that greg why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet
0: yeah so i know we we're talking about because normally this is the part where i list my twitter account uh and i think i still will although i haven't been tweeting as much lately but my I twitter sorry i why it's a big question uh you know it might be you know some stuff that hasn't always you been know. super well moderated on there um but anyways so uh my twitter is at greg y underscore jr i run a podcast J rank radio which you can find at all major podcast uh applications and uh i also uh that they have a twitter account that's uh at jpers rank radio so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a guest this week i don't know who it's gonna be Ooh. yet i need to kind of get my get my uh stuff together and figure that out but uh we will we'll do that and uh Uh, Yeah, so those are the kind of two places you can find me.
1: Yeah, and if you are just, like, a person that likes hockey podcasts generally, Jeepers Rinks Radio usually gets pretty cool guests. So keep an eye on their podcast feed if you want. Yeah, we do pretty well.
0: We do pretty well. I think we're going to have Corey Schneider, like, either this week or next week.
1: So I'm excited about that. Love him, love his wife more. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're
0: wonderful. <laughs> He's like, look, like, what's, what's what's fun about doing these is that like you meet really just some of the nicest people. Seriously, because yes. I think it's like a lot of us like don't do it for a ton of money, you know? And uh, Corey, I think right. now thankfully has a job doing it, but like yeah. we do it because we love it. And so if we're just a dick to other people, then like why bother with it, you know? Right,
1: exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. Greg, thank you so much for doing this all the way from the Netherlands. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope everyone listening enjoys the game. I hope that the Flyers at least give us a a show. Um, maybe.
0: <laughs> usually, when Wait. the two of our teams play, they always do. So you usually, guys, that's reliable. So
1: without without Tom Wilson, do you guys have anybody who does fighting? Because we got, we got uh, some of
0: those. I guess Garnet Hathaway, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe. like we'll see. You know, I mean, like, yeah. do you who who fights for you guys now?
1: Oh my god, we got Laurier now. Um, okay. We got uh, Zach McEwen is good for throwing him every now and again. Uh,
0: some some elite NHL talent right there.
1: Let me tell you, if you take a look at the roster, you'll you'll it'll take your breath away. <laughs> <laughs> why 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 don't why don't you uh, why don't you talk even more positively, Kelly? <laughs> it's a it's a real scene over here. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, so everyone enjoy the game, Greg. If you get to see it, enjoy the game. And uh, since it's Thanksgiving Eve, when you're listening to this, have a happy holiday, everybody.